hi welcome to episode 15 gosh 15 already so i'm back in my little tiny fake recording studio which is the larder and i'm sitting next to a lot of bottles so if you a clinking sound that's what's that's what it is so i'm not in the pub or anything unfortunately i'm just in our larder surrounded by bottles of various alcohol so there's been lots of change going on um things are starting to slowly open up there's more traffic on the road i've noticed except during football matches so if you want to quiet drive somewhere or quiet walk go out during the football match and there'll be nobody about moving quickly on to the first section which is technology not really a lot to talk about this episode but something that probably everybody else knows about apart from me i was shown the other day how to do a time lapse video on my phone so that will be something that i'll be trying out over the next few weeks and it may work or it may not we'll see also my father-in-law has lent me a camera to try there's so many buttons but he did say to start off simply and he showed me the basics but I need to take all the photos off my phone first before I can think about um, using the camera because I just can't have too much going on I'm one of these people that wants to start something and then finish it straight away um, before I start something else so yeah a few things with technology hopefully next episode I'll be able to tell you everything I've learned about the camera and all the things that the buttons do and the dials but don't hold your breath <laughs> now yoga I'm getting into more of a routine with the classes I'm having regulars coming back which is good I'm still finding it difficult to create videos at home for example having a clear setup with the audio and visuals and so on but I, I just work with what I've got I can't really do much more than that I'm still doing the muscle of the month video so each month I'll choose a muscle and the idea is that the main video is in four small parts and each week I'll just share a pose that uses that muscle or focuses on that muscle as with you know life happening and so on it's not every week but it does average itself out over the month I'm still doing the internet versus reality posts and yeah they're quite challenging in themselves because seeing someone do a certain pose in a certain way i have to think how can i adapt it so you're still getting the benefits of the pose or some of the benefits without injuring yourself and to make it achievable so that's where props come in you know straps blocks blankets cushions pillows anything you've got to hand yeah it all takes time to put together but i get quite a lot of good feedback on those so i'll keep doing those and if you've got anything in particular you want me to share or do a, a versus reality post with just let me know i do try and put my hand slant on it to keep it realistic i'm not trying to stand out from the crowd or show anything wildly different with this social media stuff that i do I just want to promote the idea that you don't have to be a certain type of person in order to practice yoga as the whole idea of yoga is that you adapt it to suit you. Now we move on to yoga in the outside world. So last episode I talked about Kenneth Branagh doing yoga and there are various other 
famous men who also practice yoga on a regular basis and that's what it is it's a practice it's not perfection as i've said you can always adapt or modify a pose and the pose you do today can be wildly different if than if you do it tomorrow in fact even what you do in the morning can be different to how it looks in the afternoon an interesting aside david Duchovny practices yoga now if you're not sure that he's gosh who that is it's fox Mulder from the x-files but when i tried to find out more about this via that very well-known search engine that we all know about i was directed to various photos one of them showing him on the front cover of the april 1997 edition of playgirl and others showed him posing with just a teacup a teapot and not much else so unfortunately while i did discover that he's a fan of kundalini yoga that's about it however sticking with kundalini russell brand is another one who's an advocate for this type of yoga especially the meditation aspects i'll just quickly explain kundalini is a type of yoga that involves chanting singing breathing exercises and repeat gosh repetitive poses its purpose is to activate the kundalini energy now kundalini in sanskrit means coiled snake and this energy is said to be a spiritual energy located at the base of the spine the idea is that through practice you can bring that coiled energy up the spine through the seven main chakras and out of the crown of the head I went to a kundalini class a few times during my teacher training. The teacher was great, but the actual style of kundalini just isn't for me. Russell states that it helps support his sobriety, and he's also done many videos available on Instagram and YouTube, and a quick internet search means you should be able to find them quite easily, but as mentioned earlier, beware of where that internet search may lead. Linking back to what I said near the start about difficulties in recording videos, I did read an article on the Yoga Journal website about physical adjustments in yoga. There are some poses that I won't demonstrate or suggest um, through means of video as I want to be able to see exactly what people are doing and prevent any possible injury. Yes, there is the whole element of taking responsibility for yourself and if something doesn't feel right, then stop. But I've found over the years that some people will push through this or try to because they want to do the pose or get it right. In reality, getting it right means doing it in the correct way in which your body allows. Before COVID, I was able to hold my classes in person and I was able to approach people and either audibly or physically guide them into minor adjustments and this was so that they could get the most from the pose that they were in whether it was changing the foot angle or the direction of the gaze it was never anything major but it helped now not being able to walk around freely like i used to be able to because you have to keep your distance and seeing poses from various angles has really restricted some of my teaching. I'm not saying this to moan or complain, I'm just trying to explain how I've had to adapt. Something I often share on social media 
as a result of this is an explanation of an anatomical term with a photo to demonstrate and I think that having some understanding of knowledge of how the body moves can help deepen your own practice. Time to move on to the eyes, ears, seen and being part. England is my chosen country for June or should that be England after last night's victory. I love reading and I love being surprised by a book and that's happened twice this month. The first one was a book called The English by Jeremy Paxman which discusses what exactly does it mean to be English? History, sport, attitude, language, pastimes, it's all in this book and it's written in a humorous yet informative way. It sat on the bookshelf for the last few years after I bought it from the charity shop for about a pound. And I kept looking at it and thinking, oh, I'll read it another time, I'll read it another time. And I'm so glad that I actually picked it up and started reading it because it was great. The second book, also one that's been on the bookshelf for quite a while, is one that Mark's already read twice. And it's by Ian Mortimer and it's called The Time Traveller's Guide to Medieval England. In all honesty, I was put off by the small writing, but I started it at the weekend and I've nearly finished it. He also did one about the Elizabethan era in England. That's Ian Mortimer, not Mark. Mark hasn't written a book. As well as Regency Britain. And now, thinking about you know Elizabethan and Regency Britain, all I can think of is Blackadder. I think it's fair to say that I absolutely love Blackadder. The first and third one are my favourites and for years I've planned to dress up as the Blackadder complete with pointy shoes and codpiece. Maybe one day I'll get round to it. I mean I've got a wig that I used when I dressed up as Mr Spock once and that can be slightly adapted so there's a start. Most of my historical knowledge comes from watching Blackadder. But I found that the more I read around certain events or time periods, the more I realise how clever the writing is. They really did their research. Anyway, back to books. This one, I admit, I tried to read Henry VIII by Shakespeare. I really tried. I even looked at a side-by-side original and modern-day translation. I gave up. The plays we had to read at school, such as A Midsummer Night's Dream, Merchant of Venice, I quite enjoyed. Even when I was a TA in a secondary school and they did Macbeth, I liked that as well. The Henry V film that Mark liked so much was good too and I'd watch that again. So it would appear that I'm unable to appreciate or understand Shakespeare on an independent basis and I need guidance. And it does make me wonder... As much as I enjoy Upstart Crow, are there bits that pass me by because I don't have an in-depth knowledge of the bard? Right, that's getting a bit too thought-provoking there, so we'll move on to ears. I've been listening to 90s music just lately, and I think it started off when I heard Three Lions being played not long ago, the 96 version. Then I was trying to remember what else was out at the same time. As my memory isn't great, I relied on our family-friendly search engine. Remember when you had to go and buy the latest single or album on tape or CD, or record for some people? Range Records was my usual go-to. But now, it's just not the same. I mean, I know it's easier, 
having you know streaming services and it doesn't take up the physical space but yeah it's just not the same still change happens doesn't it and we have to live with it podcasts are what i've been listening to as usual you're dead to me is one that i've mentioned several times before a history one they do a short clean version and then the original version which is definitely not for little ears things that i've seen on the telly the one show i have to talk about is clarkson's farm now i've always liked jeremy clarkson and not just because he's got curly hair but mainly due to his way of putting things across yes he's done things he shouldn't and been in the news but you know who hasn't done things they shouldn't have done at some point in their life anyway this clarkson's farm program sees him try his hand at nearly everything to do with farming i know that it will have been scripted and presented in a certain way for the telly but it doesn't make it any less funny there's one part and i didn't realize until i read about it a few days afterwards is talking to this man called gerald and german subtitles appear because it's very very hard to understand what's being said but there are also quite tender moments too especially when he discovers that not all of his sheep are 100% healthy if you haven't watched it yet and you're able to no it's not on normal telly then you really should it gives a whole in-depth look at farming behind the scenes so to speak no spoilers but the next time you think something at a farmer's market is too dear then if you've watched this you'll immediately correct yourself we've also been watching medici so we started that quite a few months ago but we haven't watched it on a continuous basis we've been watching that on a different streaming service no free advertising for multi-dollar businesses here and we keep waiting for the main character cosimo to get angry because the actor lapses into his native scottish accent when he's angry so that's worth a watch and as for places we've been well it's been really nice going to the archery club of an evening uh making the most of the favorable weather we've been having we were meant to go to a reenactment last weekend at an event at a castle but the numbers were capped so we held back the bed is installed in the van so we're one step closer to it becoming a camper a very basic camper and most of it has revolved around fitting the dog crate in well people do anything for the dogs don't they now we're coming near to the end of the podcast so this is where i share a mindfulness activity with you and the idea of this is just to enable you to slow down for a few minutes i know i am extremely guilty of always wanting to be doing something and i find it incredibly difficult to sit still so this helps i certainly don't practice mindfulness as often as i should but it's better than not at all so this activity should only take a minute or two just close your eyes and explore your face with your fingertips take your time explore each ridge and crevice notice the different textures and how some areas are particularly sensitive as you do this consider what your face says about you to other people is it a reflection of who you truly are or do you put on a different face to the world become aware of your emotions pat your face very gently when you finish and give thanks for it and just take note of how you feel after doing this 
So this can be done any time of the day and it can be done as often as you like. And some days you'll probably get a lot from it and others maybe not so much. But again, it's just taking that time out to have a few moments, a bit of quiet time in the hustle and bustle of everyday life that only seems to be getting more hustlier and bustlier. Right, that is the end of this episode. So thank you for listening. And as always, if you've got any questions at all about yoga or about anything else, you know, the dog, dinosaurs, anything that takes your fancy, then just get in touch. You can email me at yoga at hotmail.com or you can take a look at my Facebook page, which is yoga. Instagram, I'm under Curly Girl Yogini, and my website is www.sayestoyoga.co.uk. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening or whatever it is you're doing, and I'll be back soon. Bye!